Welcome to the Porsche Club Insider, your one stop for all things Porsche and PCA. Here's your host, Vu Gwyn, and the Insider Crew. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 92. We are at PCA's national office. Around the table, of course, we have Manny Albin, Damon Lowney, Deer Hunter Rob Sass is in the house. Got two <laughs> and, deer hunters. <laughs> two deer hunters. And of course, thank Wait. you to Robert for being on the controls. We are eight episodes away from 100. Are we going to do something special for that, Manny? We can announce we're going to do another hundred. <laughs> we could do another hundred. I'm not. We, I think sure we should. People do, would find that all that special. A hundred's pretty special. Yeah. I think we should do try to figure out something. I don't know. For those of you listening, if there's a unique way we might want to celebrate the hundredth episode, uh, comment below. You know that Robert and I are the only ones so far that have been on every episode. Ah, oh, yeah, yeah, very cool. Uh, I take the time to uh, just share with you all if you're interested in the PCA Insider decals, just send us uh, your address information to podcast at pca.org. Again, if you're uh, interested in Insider decals, podcast at pca.org. Um, Rob, I've noticed that uh, you know the last episode with you, we were talking about your adventures with deers. I I said the car would be totaled. Has it? And what happened since? It was close. It did get totaled. Yes. You know, it's still pending, but, uh, you know, what the exact payout is going to be and if I'm going to keep the salvage and all that happy stuff. But, yeah. You're thinking of keeping the car? Uh, Race car, right? Really? A wagon race car. Lemon's car. There we go. Can someone just hit him over the head? Let it go. You should just let it go. Contrary to what you just told me yesterday. (laughs) Well, no, 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 no. The car is going to go at some point, but depending on what the insurance company number is for the salvage, uh-huh. if there's a quick buck to be made in oh, this, my God. I will take the quick buck. Yeah. I don't know. So the new ride is? Uh, another E1 Cayenne. Ah, yeah. okay. I can't stay away from those. So yeah. tell us a little bit about it. It's nothing really super special. It's a, it's just a base uh, VR6 uh, 2006 Cayenne. It looks in, fantastic. It is. Uh, it's really, really hard to find. Most of these things seem to wind up at buy here, pay here lots with no records, no manual, and one set of keys. This one was a one-owner car uh, wow. in St. Louis, Missouri. I don't think it's ever seen a winter, which is really kind of ironic. Say, it looks garage kept. How, how'd you find yeah. it? Where'd you find it? Yeah, Facebook Marketplace. Really? It's like yeah. The main thing now. Wow. Yeah. But what I like to see 17 inch, I believe, base standard wheels on a Cayenne look like 15s. Right. Right. <laughs> they are pretty hysterical. So yeah. that but, blue, I like that it. Blue, but I'll tell you what I like to blue. see yeah. is new Pirelli Scorpions on it, not yeah. no name tires. There's yeah. no brake dust pitting, no curb damage on the wheels. The interior has never been sat in. There isn't so much as a door. Really? How many miles are on it? A uh, little over a hundred. Really? And so was it like an older couple's car or yeah. like really? Yeah. Was you know, it gar- was it garage kept? It looks I, it. it looks like it. I, I assume that it was. Mm. So um I think what it was, I think it was uh uh son and and you know, I think like two or three kids with him that day. I think he got it from his parents. So oh, technically okay. it's you know, two owners, but uh, uh and you this know, is near your parents, right? Yeah. Near your parents? Yeah. So that worked out. Yeah, no, it worked out fine. You know, I, I didn't think I would say this, but 
if you ever want to sell that, let me know. Like, I, right now, I wouldn't be able to buy it, but you, like, you know, you know, Rob, you from know, now, Rob's gonna sell it. Well, yeah. well the fact of the matter is, if I love it, uh-huh. it'll be more than a placeholder. If not, what yeah. I really wanted was a Cayenne diesel. I just mm-hmm. couldn't find a nice one. So, are are you gonna share how much you paid for this thing? Uh, well, they were asking. 7500 for it my uh-huh. decidedly non-professional pre-purchase inspection you know there was some staining around the water pump so clearly it looked like decidedly that. non-professional <laughs> you, you gotta explain what i does love that, that. i love well that. i'm not a mechanic well you're anybody, professional enough to know what a water pump who's ever you, seen, you did your own ppi is what you're saying anybody yeah exactly anybody who's but ever you went seen, against everything you write <laughs> in mark fresh Here's the deal, oh, though. There are goodness. some cars where in the first 30 seconds, you can walk up to it and say, this is probably a really oh, good car. Oh. This was Manny, one of those. Hold it in, Manny. Just hold it in because I know you got a lot to say. <laughs> and let's face it. The risk here. For the price. For the price yeah. was not great. But anyway, like I so said, you got I'm, it for I'm less, not a mechanic. Less than 7500 Yes. That's a lot of cars. Anybody who's, who's watched me replace a water pump knows I'm not a mechanic, but I looked at this thing, and I had water pumps on the brain, and clearly there's some staining around the pump. It had been yeah. leaking at some point. Are you um, going to try to replace it yourself? No. No. Did you it is, replace it, I thought? No. It, yeah. No. It, it's at uh, uh, our, our good friend and fellow PCA, Reed Vans, shop in St. Louis. Oh, it's already getting yeah. its... Uh, to the water, water pump, pump, but you know, I asked them to go over it, and you know what I had determined after looking at the car was water pump, you know, the hood shocks are, are out of gas, and the brake fluid looked like it needed to be changed, and that was pretty much Reed's assessment. So your last E1 was... It was a S, right? Yeah. It so was a nicely optioned S. So your S with the V8 versus the six-cylinder, how does it drive differently? It's a lot slower. It's a lot slower. Yeah. It gets a, kind of the same gas mileage because it's hauling around it's, a lot of weight, right? Yeah. And, and plus your right foot is in it more. I mean, it's it's rated at, I think, 22 highway and like 16 city. In real world driving with the the S, I probably average like sixteen. So I mean, it's mm. a little bit of a uh, a step up that way, but not much. But every know? but other than the engine and maybe speed, everything else you get yeah. like the solid tank feel yeah. and you get the solid tank feel. It's really simple. The my ass had air suspension, which I always lived in fear of. Yeah, this is just steel. Yeah, it's just steel springs. Oh. Um, if you want it to go faster, I, I believe I've seen some news in the past couple months that there's a um, supplier or somebody a shop who sells turbocharged vr6 crate engines like hot rod engines <laughs> well yeah so why not do, do that that, that would be super you cool buy this car that's, from the game and you that's can do funny that. you bring that up because yeah. you know in the import world like yeah. two jz's and blah 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 are like really yeah. stout VR6 blocks turbos are are, the... but vr6s now because have you ever seen the profile of the block on a vr6 like there it's got meaty cylinder walls yeah and they're doing some crazy upgrades on vr6 now i'm not yeah. saying you should what yeah year, but that year, is, he what, should. what year is this uh it's an 06 so it's a six speed tiptronic yeah i think it's a six, six it should speed be tip. yeah yeah I so. yeah so hey nice get man. but yeah no i the final price was you know took into account the water pump and and stuff i paid six thousand for it so that's so much car yeah so that is car. a lot of car for yeah. for next to no money so anybody want to do over under how long he keeps this thing <laughs> i lost, lost the I last lost one. one i lost the last one i don't know um this could go either way for me I, i'm gonna say like three three years and then you'll probably sell it 
Oh, yeah. as long no as way. it doesn't well, like, you know, hit uh, kick the bucket, you know. On if it, yeah, or I hit a deer again, or, or something deer, like that. Yeah. yeah, I mean, as long as it doesn't, I don't think it's a car that's going to nickel and dime you to death. It's had a lot of work yeah. done, and quite honestly, <laughs> my old the old five V eight that I had was really. You know, kind of a gas I say and two oil years. car. I say two years because I think the speed's going to bug, bug him. Oh, yeah. That he's got to bury Maybe. his foot into it all the time. Yeah. I mean, if I wanted an SUV, that would be a great SUV. Yeah. You know, and towing at some point, you know. Uh, so Someone, well, lo- someone know. locally here took a, a six-cylinder version and did the Overlander part of it. And mm-hmm. for, like, you know, in the woods kind of stuff, it's <laughs> actually really good. And yeah. with low gearing. It's yeah. it's kind of sought after. There aren't many of those. Yeah, I keep in mind one thing though is you know I spend a lot of time you know in Canada and speed limits there are you know they top out at 110 kph, mm. and that part of Ontario is flat. So yeah. I don't know that the the lack of of hmm. power is going to be that bothersome. Manny, what do you think? I, if he wasn't in a relationship right now, I would love to do the same thing with the dating app with him, because <laughs> it what you just replace Manny lady with car, and I hear the same thing. Manny, she what listens to, to this podcast, pal. All right, all right. Let's let's not mess up his relationship. Yeah, let's right. not mess up his relationship with the podcast. Um, the car, I think, will uh, it won't last a year. Because so I got, think so, I we think got one year, two years, and three years. One year, two years. I think an eight-cylinder will come along that he will fall in love with, and we'll I'm hearing I think, the same no, speech be, he if, just told if, us. I see a diesel coming. Yeah, a diesel, yeah, a diesel is, is, is the obvious replacement here. Yeah. But, but you're in different price ranges. If you're paying seven thousand, six thousand for this, at diesels you're looking at um, minimum twenty-five. Yeah, three to four times that. Did you check the carton chaff underneath? Uh, nothing no. was vibrating, and <laughs> no, and it, it was a what did he call it? An unreliable, un- unprofessional, unprofessional PPI. <laughs> I had a good feeling about the car, which incidentally, this was is exactly what we tell people on Mart Fresh not, right, to, not do. to do. Just yeah. don't go. We, we've and, all done it, though. We've all I done have it. A, we've, we've all done it. We've all done it. Look, but I mean, let's face it. I've bought probably forty cars, and some of them just get a, yeah. you, you got a good feeling about this was one of those. <laughs> yeah. And as it turns out. When it got to Reed's shop, oh. pretty much their punch list of things to do was everything I de- that I identified. The water pump, the brake fluid. Now now I can't get Manny's analogy struts. with dating app with everything that well, he's saying out of my head. To, 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 <laughs> going gambling with him in Las Vegas. I got a good feeling about this one. Feeling. I got a slot machine. It's going to be red. It's going to be red. It's going to be red. This craps machine looks well maintained. Yeah, I don't gamble. All right. Well, congratulations on the car. Hopefully we'll see it in the next couple of weeks. We'll see Damon driving it in a few months. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, don't don't sell it like that soon. I still have to uh, like basically catch up after buying. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I, let's, let's, let's move over to Damon. <laughs> what he's been doing lately because he doesn't have a Porsche to drive, but literally yeah. he's buying tons of stuff to yeah. keep him I'm, busy over I'm, the, the I'm, winter. Yeah, I am. So, uh, so update on the Cayman as uh, I kind of went over. I'm still waiting on an IPD plenum. I think it's supposed to ship tomorrow. Um, so I'm thinking by the end of December, it should be zipped up, um, cross fingers on that. But I also bought a guard transmission torque vising differential. So you may all know that I autocross a lot. And the one thing that Miatas have that I don't have is a limited slip or torque vising differential. So I'm hope hoping, uh, that this will offset my lack of skill to get a, in front of some of these, so some of these drivers. So what class does this put you in? Are you in like, Oh, I'm not doing mod- class anymore. So 
as oh. some people probably know as part of PCA or, or SCCA autocrossing, or I'm sure any sort of racing, classes can change. And the class that I was in, STR, um, is also ND2 Miatas. It's just suspension, you know, and some light modifications mm-hmm. that you can do. Um, Miatas are faster, yet they moved the base Cayman up to STU with Cayman S's, you know, and much, much more powerful cars. So not w- worth building to a class. So I'm just going to... Just go for time. Go for time. Yep. Yep. Oh, so I get it. Yep. And Manny, you are you're wrenching. Oh, I oh. should say, well. before we move to Manny, Robert um, has some photos that I sent of a sim racing rig that I built. Oh, so I took my Cayman driver's seat. More importantly, look at that chair that you have. Yeah, that's Lauren's chair. <laughs> so my... Uh, that's like so news everybody, to everybody here. Unfortunately, my my girlfriend and I broke up. Um, Dang, but you're gonna like announce she'll be your relationship in public? I am. That's that's okay. I'm sure it'll come up at some point. But um, basically, that chair is hers. Maybe I'll have to get a a replacement. We're on good terms. Mm-hmm. It just it didn't work out. Actually, I've got a deal for you but, there. Mm-hmm. I have two 997 comfort seats sitting in my garage. I thought he was going to say, <laughs> I know, no, girl. I know <laughs> no, that's what no, I, no. I thought he was going to say. Can't help you there, pal, but I've got oh two Gary's got a sister. <laughs> comfort seats sitting in my garage that I was going to do something with for the 997 that I had. They're sitting there gathering dust. Yeah. So. Well, we'll see. I mean, I have what I need for a sim racing seat, and uh, I think uh, our coworker Anthony, yeah. he might actually take my other one to borrow for mm. whenever he he sets up a sim racing rig. He now, doesn't have a sim racing rig. Well, he does, but not you know with a not nice. A band he's like the best stuff. sim racer in the office, isn't he? Yeah, and he uses a Logitech G920, like which is well. the same sort of wheel as. as I use and it's definitely not as good as the ones in the office. So all right, wow. I got I gotta give you some props because you've got some very proper. Magnaplane speakers there. Where did those come from? Oh, uh, yeah. So, what are they? Martin Logan. Yeah, hands. Those, and... those are. So I, I found them used, used at Just Audio like three years ago or something. How so, did you even know to buy those? Because you're not an audio I, I, dude. I have a friend who knows audio well, and he said you should like get rid of your bows and buy those because they're way better. Those and, are fantastic speakers. Yeah. So, wow. as, so much just respect so you know, for having those. Martin Logan pans, Martin yeah. Logan rears. I have a Polk Center and then a SVS sub. Wow. So, so. if you never listen to a planar speaker, the details, especially if you're listening to yeah. like vocals and, it's and instruments, it's it's like a live yeah. concert. But it takes also, it takes a lot of power. It but, does, yep. Yeah. And uh it's probably why my BG E bill keeps going up, right? But um so the pans, you know, one thing to note if you're ever thinking about pan speakers like that is uh, they the sound stage is very, 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 very focused. Very directional. So yeah. if you're sitting like on the left side of the couch yeah. or even if you're sitting in the center right where the sound stage you think would be and you lean back a little bit. Yeah. It could get it messes way up. better yeah. or yeah. worse, or you know, worse. depending on, yeah. on how it is. No, amazing It's not good for home theater, but for audio, like those In a small room like mine yeah. where you can sit in and the you center. can set it up. Oh, wow, very cool. Yeah. So that's it. And Manny, you were getting your hands dirty, which is, uh, you know, on the Z3, though. Yeah, replacing the brakes, which I still had about 20% life in it. I'm surprised because you never used think the, the brakes pads. on the Z3. I know. <laughs> brakes is only so are they are, are they OEM? OEM? <laughs> uh, no, because the car has 250,000 miles on it. Um, but I think it lasted over 100,000 miles. Yeah, because you never use the brakes on the Every turn I see you take like the exit ramps on the 95, you never put brakes on 135 horsepower, you shouldn't use the brakes that much. <laughs> That's uh, all it has? Hmm? That's all that oh, yeah, 1.8 has? Original so, 1.9 liters. Wow. 
Yeah, man. And what were they all like? 30, 30 bucks a pair for a set of pads? For all four corners, it was $190. Oh, for, uh, so nice. Pads and uh, embroiders. Anything special, or did you just get no, OEM no, replacement? Just uh, OEM. Yeah. It's uh, it's funny because they use solid rotors. Really? Yeah. Uh, I guess back then. Oh, solid, not even yeah. vented no, rotors. Not vented. No, 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 really? Not even the fronts are ventilated? <laughs> wow. Really? Is it were the ones that were on there vented or no? No, no. It's a, it's so OEM is also yeah. solid. Yeah. Huh? Unless you probably get the M roadster. I guess it just they... doesn't generate or need that venting because of the weight and power. I don't know. They uh, work. It, it explains a lot why I think this car was about almost ten thousand dollars. Cheaper than the Boxster at the same time. Mm-hmm. It was, uh, and that's the Miata competitor, though, right? So, uh, yeah, a a Miata competitor, yeah. but not so much. Too. Uh, they would compare them. The magazines would compare the um, Z3 against the Boxster, mm-hmm. and the, then you had the uh, Mercedes uh, SLK, yeah, or CLK, SLK, yeah. was it? SLK, SLK, hard top. Yeah. So those were always compared. There's three of them, but I think the Z3 was the cheapest of them all, and you could get it in a six cylinder too. The 3.0. Yeah, which would make it. I, I don't think it was, it was a 3.0 back then. It was, it was a 2.5. Yeah. So the, the four-cylinder, probably or Miata. Or 2.3 maybe back then. Hmm. Yeah, four-cylinder is probably Miata competitor. But if you go up to the six, especially like the three liters that were a little bit later, the M, yeah. that's that's more of a boxer. Yeah, but yeah, so yeah. price-wise, it was still a um, yeah. discrepancy. But anyhow, yeah. um, and they use floating calipers, which I'm not a fan of. Oh, BMW Hallmark. Yeah. 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 Even on their fastest cars. I don't know if they have monoblocks. Nothing nowadays, is as but... simple as a 964-993 brake pad to replace. Oh, gosh, mm-hmm. yeah. Holy crap. It's just a, um, a spring, a little bracket yep. that you just squeeze and pop it open, slide out the uh, pads, put new pop pads right in, back and in. you're done. I don't know why they don't do that on more cars because it makes changing pads it's, so easy. It was, at the track, it was so simple to, yeah. uh, um, to push you back. So we went to Cars and Coffee, and I'm not going to name names because I won't embarrass them. But we had our we have a group of I don't know twenty of us. That, it was pretty cold and rainy, wasn't it? No, uh-uh. it was oh, actually was it? really nice. Oh, um, <laughs> so uh, one of our uh, our friends uh, used to be your friend now. <laughs> no, no, he showed up. He showed up and uh, um, in his SUV, and and so he comes over to our circle. We're talking, and our other friend, I uh, see him coming up in his little car, not a Porsche, and. Uh, <laughs> He starts backing into the space away from the Porsche, leave the uh-huh. Porsche alone. And I could see, I, I thought he was trying to park in between the SUV, our friend's SUV, and then there was a dually to show how little his car is. And next thing you know, he slams into the back of our <gasps> our friend's SUV that oh, he just no. bought in August. Only had 4,000 miles on it. Oh, Wait, no. Which Toyota, oh. Toyota 4 runner. What was he driving? I, I, I don't want to say. Oh. Just a little. Oh, was, it, was it a, a, was it a, a sports car? A, a little, little uh, two-seater. Not a. Okay. I guess you would call it a sports car. Okay. Okay. Uh, but well, we don't Porsche. know if it's a Porsche. They, no, no, they so. weren't Porsches. No. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. Thank no. God. Wow. <laughs> continue. Continue. So I evidently was the only one who saw him drive by in mm. that car, mm. and everyone else going, "Holy my God! Somebody just slammed into uh, your car!" Oh. And no. uh, the guy who, of course, owns the uh, SUV, he started walking over. He already, he's like, "What the hell are you doing oh, to my car?" Oh no. And of course, when our other friend gets out of the car, he realizes it's. Who it is? And, oh uh, no! Uh, of course, for now, was relentless teasing that. Uh, yeah. Of of all the cars that hit in the parking lot of cars and coffee, they he finds the one that belongs to his friend. Wow! So yeah. the the car that hit the SUV was it an older car that didn't have a nope. backup camera? Uh, I might not have had it, okay. but he said he was looking on his right side mirror 
trying to judge the parking line, which uh, was really far away. Okay. That's why I couldn't understand what he was doing. But hey, uh, we all make it, mistakes it happens. Like that. It happens. So, yeah. Needless to say, he said he's going to be calling Jack up at the uh, Euro Pro oh. to, <laughs> to fix it for him. Uh, yeah. It happens. Luckily, yeah. it was just a bumper. It wasn't. Uh, I think the bumper, it just had, a, it, it wasn't, it could have been worse. You know? mm-hmm. To me, the worst is when somebody backs into your doors. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And oh, yeah. that can really mm-hmm. mess up uh, yeah. alignments and whatnot. But bumpers are meant to be hit. Yeah, bumpers are easy. Yeah. yeah. So I got to, uh, we talked about the uh, gift guide a few episodes back. And one of the things in there that I really liked was the GT3 from Tamaya. And it's a, a 110 scale RC car. I bought two of them. I think I shared that with you all. And uh, we did a time-lapse video of me building it. And uh, I'm just about done. I just got to do the body. But that was a lot of fun, putting that all together. That's a uh, TTO2 chassis that was actually introduced in 2013. And uh, I've got it hopped up with a brushless motor and speed control. And we will... Put it to the test, and uh, a video will come out uh, hopefully in the next couple of weeks, hopefully before Christmas, so people can see what a cool, uh, cool piece this is. Um, I'm also, I'm going to admit it, Manny. It looks like you need spacers on this car. What's that? Oh, on the wheels. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'm turning 50 next year, so the countdown has begun for one of two cars that uh, I want to have by the time I turn 50 in October next year. So uh, I am on the hunt for either a 356, which I can make use of the motor that I have outside my office door here. So that means you're looking for a 356 without a motor. Or needs a motor. Okay. Which usually means it also needs a lot more stuff. (laughs) I know. I know. So I, I have budget budget concerns too. Uh, the second car is a 64 Impala, not a 63, which is also, I know, a very nice car. But in my head, growing up, I've always wanted a 64 Impala. Uh, don't need no, don't need a drop top because I know those are really 64, expensive. 64, what Dr. Dre drove? Yes, that's, okay. that is the hip-hop that's what I was anthem thinking. car. So between the two, if you, anybody listening know of any, <laughs> drop me a line, let me know. Your uh, your, uh, your home association is going to think that you switched over to MS. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I'm looking forward to it. I got to make it all happen uh, by October. Would you be open to selling your motor to, to pay finance a fifty six that's complete? Yes. Okay. Yes, absolutely. Or sell the motor to buy the sixty four Impala. Here's- and the thing is, with the motor that I have rebuilt, I can buy. Almost half. Now, what are you going to do with the Impala? No, no, no. Here's the the big question. Yeah. What is going to happen to the 914 project that has been stalled since you were getting ready to turn 040? That is still moving along its normal trajectory. Becoming going back to the earth? Which is glacial. (laughs) Um, My buddies building a a shop next to his house and it's gonna go to that made house. him build a shop next to his house <laughs> for my to car. build your car for, for my car <laughs> and his house is closer to his house is closer to my house than his shop I don't is. wait a minute, wait a minute. you, you have... give me trouble for occasionally selling car <laughs> and you've had this 914 but in you, pieces why, 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 no y'all, emotional... why y'all both got and now you're looking okay. for another car There's no emotional attachment to this car you drove it once 
right? I drove it from Oklahoma once. to Maryland once. Yeah. I spent a couple of months If you would have rode a Greyhound, it. would you have bought the Greyhound? No. <laughs> yes. I so love you, Greyhound buses. <laughs> you, you, rode it, you drove it back once. It didn't belong to your father. It has. Yeah. It really has no sentiment because you'd think parked after that. This Just is, well, this sell is, it. And, and if you but really who, want a 914, buy, buy one. But who wants a 914 that's in pieces right now? There's a lot of 914 listeners right now. Really? Who would love a rust-free chassis. Some so, assembly so, required. Yeah, yeah I mean, no, assembly, no, it's, it's all there. Because no, I took it all the, the parts. The key thing with the 914s is the no rust. rust. And it's if it doesn't no have rust, rust that's what people are looking for is a rust-free It is a no-rust car. When I bought it, the motor is a 1.7 that was rebuilt, although it's been sitting for however long it's been in the shop. But, yeah, I mean, it's it's a solid car. That's why I haven't gotten rid of it but you're right the smart thing would be because i think you had you came up on that sort of decision in your 914 yeah, yeah mine was a lot further than yours i had mine painted already the engine was done it was now a matter was it of, um, was yours driving like it was a driving car uh, no it's putting it back together okay when i came across and the, when you uh, sold it did you car. sell it as a as a car as a that project needed, car as a project car. Yeah, i had all the pieces all the parts marked and everything that I took apart and i sold it to the person i said hey you can get a very good buy yeah. or something that's... And I, I had all the pictures of where it's rust-free. I would consider free. it. I mean, I, I'm the type of person that hates not finishing a project, although it's been several years. Several years. <laughs> I'm the person who hates that for the decade. Because <laughs> I so, would like to see it to the end. Uh you know what's great? Well, I, I got to see you know mine what? to the end. We're going to yeah. call this the end after a decade of no progress. <laughs> a decade. A decade. Yeah. yeah. This is the Jonah, end. Jonah is so, 14, and he's never seen the car. Right. Okay. <laughs> there wow. you go. We've we've solved your problem. Like, how, why did this, sell that how nice... did this turn into an intervention? <laughs> it sounds like you need an intervention. Yeah. I do. I do. <laughs> you're you're going to sell this nice 356 engine sitting on a pallet right behind us. Yeah. You're going to sell your your... 914 project and you'll be like a third of the way to a nice a beautiful C coupe that you'll drive to work what are you gonna do with the impala take it to mikey and mel's once a month just just low just, just slow what? just drive it like i would i could drive it a, hey a 350 chevy can get you to work every just day just go to that Haggerty rental thing and find somebody who has one and rent one and get that out of your system but get honestly damn it what feels are you good to do be a gangster it? thing out of your system yeah. and you know hitting switches in your black six. No. exactly no no i would love it no no all right moving we along that. we say Spe- no speaking of so dreams we have a 9472 914 is going to be going up for sale uh speaking <laughs> of dreams uh last starting last friday many of us were glued to our phones or glued to our computer watching what was called an amazing sale from rm sotheby's the white collection auction and let me just say it was incredible to see the prices that they were fetching almost everything i mean there was i can't even think of there was a bargain on anything why can't rm sotheby's move this fast in monterey they were in monterey it seemed like it was five times slower actually there was one car that was kind of a relative bargain 924 the 924 i would agree with that yeah Less than thirty thousand. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, Twenty-five thousand yeah. mile car is probably the only Martini nine twenty-four that you'll see where the carpets aren't faded to orange. Well, that... who owns the? Uh, no, I, I disagree with that. Who owns the uh, Manhattan winner? The one that won the Manhattan award. That was well. It used to okay. be Prescott Kelly. Yeah, I know Prescott Kelly. Had it's it. the other Martini nine twenty-four yeah. that doesn't have orange faded carpets. Yeah, if you own a beautiful Martini, velour. post it on YouTube a picture because I think there's yeah. more. 
Uh, but yes, that was I had my eye on that too. All right. That would be a great conversation piece because you rarely see um and no one's restoring those cars. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Although you can get the stuff now. I understand. You can get the Well, now that the they're worth 25, people are going to start restoring them. Yeah. Right. But the question I have is they're all 77s, right? Yes. All right. Are they all 95 horsepower cars or are they 110? They would be 95 cuz 77 and a half. And that's with that okay. Audi Audi transmission. It's that, a four-speed, yeah. It's, yeah, a, it's, an Audi. Uh, oh, it's a Getrag, but it's a um, it's a regular four-cylinder that was based on the Audi uh, LS100, I think. Ah, okay. Yeah, with a um, four-speed gearbox, yeah. I think, and 95 horsepower, which might explain the. I would but agree. It was a good-looking uh, combination. Yeah. Like Rob yeah. said, with the red seats, red carpeting, the martini uh, stripes. Um, and what what got that car on the radar for me was the when it went one in Manhattan, and I think it was on the cover of Excellence. Um, it was just absolutely beautiful. It had white wheels. Explain to our listeners what the Manhattan Award is. Some people might not know. That was the top award uh, overall for parade, Porsche parade, for the longest time. I think in 95 they ended it for the Retired last year it, yeah. of it. In 96 uh, they broke it into three different categories. They did this because it became a, a shop board thing where a typical uh, a husband and wife had no chance because uh, the shops would show up a week before at a parade and start prepping the car and you would have and these guys would wear uniforms and it was just very intimidating mm-hmm. where you know um a husband and wife show up two days before to start prepping their car and they're looking at a team working on this car so and it got to the point where they, an entrance who had the money would just buy the car new and then replace all the things uh about the car that weren't perfect so this urban myth of buying you know buying a car and then buying an extra alternator or pulleys and replacing them for putting the most perfect one on the car. Is that true? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I've really? talked to the people who, the shop who. Uh, so they were making cars that were even better than what the factory was and turning so out. So the, the rules committee uh, changed the rules where an older car would have an advantage. And all this person did was uh, uh, this rich guy, he got an older car and just did the same thing. Did they, the same thing. They went through the whole car and got. <sighs> Multiple parts trying to find the most the one that was the best looking. Well, that was a fascinating one. five minute tangent from this beautiful twenty five thousand mile Martini nine twenty four at the White Collection. <laughs> that was that. I would agree with you. That was a bargain. The other thing is because I'm I'm close to the Porsche bike world. There was a bike R, which was the purple one that went for I think twelve hundred or fourteen hundred. That you was and a, Jim Hemig. Are that the was two people. That here. was that was a smoking deal because I think we knew most. Did you buy about it? it. No, because I already have one. The one I was looking to buy, and <laughs> so, well, how I, much did you pay for your bike car? I paid a lot less because it was pretty much gifted to me, so I didn't pay very much. Thank you, Jack Murphy. Um, but I was trying to bid on the yellow bike Evo, which I was hoping because the bike R went for so cheap that maybe the the Evo yellow bike would go cheap as well. That was not the case. And um, it kind of worked out because as I was bidding on it, my wife kind of noticed me bidding. She's like, what are you doing? <laughs> I said, there's this bike that I, I want. you switch over to porn real quick. <laughs> <laughs> now that would be funny. Uh, yeah. So anyways, uh, they I got outbid so quickly. It was crazy. 
But uh, how about uh, how about uh, the, that hard hat, huh? The six hundred and thirty dollars hard hat. Feel bad that you missed out on that one for six hundred and thirty bucks? Who no, the not really. Heck wants a what? hard hat for six hundred? Uh, what was the provenance of of the hard well, that hat? That was the problem with this auction. What I saw, there wasn't a whole lot of description. No, they were blowing so through it so lot, quickly. Well, and that and and I mean, I, I think uh, whoever was in charge of the auction could have done a better job. And putting much more, what we tell our, our members all the time, when you sell more a car, detail. put as much detail as you can. And there's a lot here that, uh, like Damon and I, because I wrote an article about some of the memorabilia stuff, Rebreak, and I said, you know, some of the stuff I, I couldn't, I didn't list because I, I couldn't understand why it went for so much yeah. when you can buy it online. New uh, sometimes. So new sometimes yeah. for much Retail. less. Yeah. So what was special about this? Was there something that, was it a prototype? Was it, like this, was it... uh it had to be, I guess, for some um, groundbreaking, or, but maybe it was for the somebody museum? wear it in particular, or yeah, uh, yeah I so random, yeah, very random. But the WT, I guess that's Whiting Turner, so that might be the um, the uh, Atlanta Experience Center. Uh, maybe, maybe that's what it's so from. Here's a, another well, thing to think is about: it, Why did he buy that? Seventeen hundred forty-six. He bought it because it's white. <laughs> Such a random yeah. thing. Even even though it's white, it's just kind of like. Why? Well, as a collector, I can see because you want yeah. stuff that people can't get. Right. So you can't buy it at a dealership, I mean, and that's pretty cool. Uh, uh, memory. Would I buy it if I wasn't there? Mm. What do you I, do with it? I mean, it's going to wind up. Honestly, in, in we're doing what the collector wants by buying that. We're yeah. talking about it, right? Yep. So that's right. what people buy this stuff for, is because it starts a conversation. They're like, "Why the heck do you have a white hard hat?" I th- I for six hundred bucks. Well, it- we should have a tour of your garage. We could ask the same question, <laughs> Manny. <laughs> All right, we're, we're talking about a plastic helmet when there was a 911R that broke a million dollars. Yeah, mean, that I, I, was. I think people want to say that people bought these. Well, one, I think we talked about is probably wealthy people who maybe just wanted to be part of this auction yeah. and bought these. But yeah. also, there's got to be a. It came from the white collection factor, uh, you know. Not for a hard hat. Not for a hard hat. Oh, but they, for a, basically as a whole but on a bigger picture now and somebody asked me that they said does it make it more valuable i think my wife asked me this does the car become more valuable because it's part of the white collection i don't think so i don't, I don't think so. And the reason i say that so i thought about it and i said well think of the masuda collection that yeah, was the a, japanese yeah that was the other a very highly regarded collection yeah, right um once in a while you'll see the car originally in the masuda collection but it's not something that um now the whole generation may have no idea what the Masuda collection was. Right. So I don't think it's... Um... Well, I mean, the only thing with that collection is, though, there were a lot of cars in it that were very scarce in white. I think it was a white Ferrari Daytona that was one of, you know, I don't know, like 10 cars or something. I mean... White... Or the Otis Chandler collection. Yeah. You know, it's uh, it's it's just not something that you read with a car's history that it... Uh... I mean, I think it adds, it. it adds to the conversation. It's something it, that you list does. out, but it doesn't necessarily, unless that collection exudes like ultra low mileage, super quality car, and the, the time that you bought it and the time that you're looking at the car and there's no mileage been added to it, like maybe. I don't think, I think it adds like, to the uh, value like a celebrity ownership was. Right. Correct. It's not like or a, a Steve McQueen car. McQueen or, or Seinfeld. Yeah. The collector was semi-anonymous anyway. Right. You know, when certainly when we did the video of the collection, we really weren't allowed to say who it was or anything. So, I mean, there's not so there's not a whole lot of cash in the past. So, the, the, the 918 Spider, I think, was the uh, the big uh, record breaker, right? Yeah. yeah. So it was, it was double. 
double what they normally 19. go for. Yeah. <laughs> and how many white ones of those exist? <laughs> and not only that, but white with that interior. Yeah. It was a stunning yeah. car. Yeah. Yeah. So so things like, and I, I think this was in the description um, of this car. But the interior, the brake calipers are, are white back when Porsche absolutely would not paint carbon ceramic calipers white. Right. Like there's, there's a lot of stuff that I know that the previous owner of these cars um, really pushed Porsche hard to do things that Porsche did not now, want was to that do. Car, was the owner so. of this collection the one that built that car or they mm-hmm. bought yeah. it? So the yeah. newer ones, like let's say mid 2015 maybe a little earlier they built those cars. yeah those are all that okay. he bought new okay. i'm pretty sure okay. and right all and, the ones that and that older. was his mo essentially yeah. is he'd buy the cars he'd spec them lavishly and some people would argue strangely mm-hmm. and then not drive them mm-hmm. and, yeah. and manny and i had a conversation about this the other day that nearly came to blows but i think that's <laughs> diagnosably weird to do that but to, to each, each their own. Each but own? on the other yeah. side, it's a museum, right? Like, yeah, yeah I mean, it's, I, I, it's, some people are like uh, it's a trigger, and yeah. people get really upset. And I, I, to me, it's like I'm hey, that guy. It's yeah. uh, enjoy it's your money. It, that's what you enjoy. Yeah. Yeah. More power to you. I mean, and, what and, about if uh, the person can't drive? He has a disability, yeah. but he loves looking at these cars. But here's the thing: is, well, what I if, would give that if... person a dispensation. But as far as I know, <laughs> that was not this guy. But, but what if everybody drove their cars and we didn't have like a reference? That's a, that's my my argument was uh, yeah. I I, I a, a reference the... for what? These are all one of one. There, nothing no, else is like this way. I mean, if it was like a. You know, a Bahama yellow, you know, 67, 9, 12. And we all want to know exactly what they look like when they were new because we're restoring one. Great. But these are a reference for nothing but a person's vanity. Uh, no, I don't uh, agree with that. I don't know, but no. there are a lot of them there that was not like individual builds like that. That GT3 RS right there. I mean, that's not an individual. And build. Every Porsche is one of one nowadays. Yeah. yeah exactly. So. That that, <laughs> that respect that R with the blue stripes yachting blue stripes man that yeah. car was yeah. beautiful how much did that go for one point uh, one million was, yeah exactly <laughs> the thing had like two hundred thousand dollars worth of uh, the MSRP in that car was over six hundred thousand dollars in twenty sixteen what investment? really yeah six hundred yeah because it was it had, two hundred ninety seven in options yes something wow. like that it was, the car it was, was like close to two hundred list. I think it was a little over three something. I think I don't know. Is so how, how, old is, how old is that car? Twenty sixteen. Twenty sixteen. Yeah. So from sixteen till now, and now it's sold for a million. Yeah. Yes, man. Don't buy cars for investments, but that's pretty nice. That's yeah. a pretty good return. Pretty yeah. good return. Yeah. yeah, I think that's Crazy. better than. Uh, yeah. Well, I think market. most of the things in that collection went, like I said, for a pretty penny. So I think the seller did okay. Yeah, but I mean, just you know, we had talked about the nine twenty four, even some things that were a little bit more ordinary. There was a, a Grand Prix white and red leather eighty four, three two career cab. Mm. Ordinarily, that's a fairly affordable entry into the air cooled Porsche world. Um, cabs tend to sell for a little bit less. This car had seventeen thousand miles on it. I mean, that's pretty low miles, but it was one hundred eight thousand dollars. I mean, that is. A lot of money for a first year three two career cab. So who's gonna this? I haven't had a chance to do this, but um, I suggest if you kind of like window shopping, I would go back to the auction and look at every piece and how much it sold for because I find it very interesting on mm-hmm. how much they got for all those. And well, I like it, I, it, it. Doesn't mean that these all these cars are now all worth that, right? Because I think was it your story. You're talking about... We'll be posting it soon, actually. Yeah, it doesn't make your 
3-2 career cab any more valuable. Yeah. I mean, your 3-2 career cab with 120,000 miles on it is still a $48,000 car or whatever. Um, this car, you know, which looked essentially new in the wrapper with only yeah, 17,000 miles the, on this it, is the it's an extraordinary. Yeah. From what yeah. I saw, there was a lot of cars that not, did not meet the estimates from RM. Because uh, I was uh, listening, watching while I was doing my breaks. Mm -hmm. So as soon as the auction ended, I'd peer over my phone to see what the next auction would be. Yeah, and, you know what the asking price was, and um, I would love to see a list of uh, I don't know if anyone has it of what the asking price was and what it actually went for. And then there's also a buyer's premium. Well, how much is a buyer's premium it's for this? Around ten percent, yeah. right? Yeah. And and the prices that they post on the site generally include the buyer's premium. Includes the buyer's yeah, premium. So yeah. So it's it's not the hammer price but that's interesting because i didn't look at the pre-sale estimates very I would closely have... were they all pretty ambitious well like uh i guess to your point these are low mileage cars right it's hard and to put a value yeah, exactly on it. it's hard to um to say i mean I, I guess maybe it's not hard to say if you could have your research material you can go back and compare it to some things yeah but uh, i always like to see what they're estimating and then what it goes for not just this yeah. auction but any auction right just to give you an idea of what the market is doing. Um, I know with the um, memorabilia, uh, for the most part, it seemed to be lower than what they were expecting. Yeah, uh, we should add that 2016 911R, if we didn't mention it, had essentially delivery models. It had mm -hmm. 15 miles or something on it, which is... That's insane. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I wonder what it was, if any listeners were there at the auction. I wonder how many people were in person... Um, yeah, they never did a. Uh, it was a one camera there, there was shot. There's no crowd shot. I was hoping no, to see a crowd shot. It, it yeah. was the most budget uh, um, uh, broadcast I've yeah. ever seen. But I got yeah. to say, I was impressed with like the the feature on the phone and watching things go. Because, like you said, Manny, usually when you're there at the auction, it seems to draw out. They don't have as many number of lots, I guess, so they do draw it out a little bit longer. But man, like the things that I was getting ready to bid on, I was like, I hope I can click buy soon enough because it seems like they're like yeah. they, 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 they props just to the auctioneer he never yeah. lost his voice and he yeah. actually went i saw him change the microphones because the battery died on one of them oh really yes yeah, so i thought this guy's been up here for a while yeah uh one after the other yeah no it would be interesting to know also what percentage of buyers were phone buyers but i mean rm sotheby's has a long history of doing these single collection sales and they mm. generally do really well with them yeah Whew, crazy uh, let's see. Speaking of crazy, uh, I got to give it to the disruptor in the automotive industry, Tesla, with this. Uh, this is something that's going to provoke and tee off, I guess, P-Car owners as the Cybertruck beats the 911. Do you think so? While <laughs> towing do, do a 911. Do you think people went and canceled their GT3 RS allocation to get a Cybertruck? It's, it's just it's uh <laughs> or does it appeal to tesla owners i think it appeals to tesla owners. so I we mean, don't know which version of 911 that is so that could be a 370 horsepower it, it doesn't matter you know, i think so, robert told me this is uh he, he found out today it was an eighth mile eighth mile sacramento eighth mile. speedway or something mm -hmm. yeah I, don't, it was... I mean it's uh we know electric cars are fast yeah and, and there's nothing that's new. kind of the no one, one's arguing one that pony. Um, yeah. I think you have to buy a Turbo S in the 911 range to get below 2.6 zero to 60. Correct. So yeah, it's yeah, it's fast. It's fast. And um, so it's uh. So here's the thing. But I thought I thought should have made the news, or maybe this didn't go as wide as uh, the, in the news circles, other than automotive, as much as the CEO Elon Musk telling Robert Iger 
to go f off uh, uh, during an interview about uh, X and how they're losing advertisers. Oh, really? Uh, you didn't see that? No. Oh, yeah. He, uh, it wasn't. You'll just, have to it was like it. IBM. It was Disney. Well, it was no, he said. He said Bob. He said really. Uh, yes, he says. He, is he here? I missed audience? that. Yeah. He said, oh, really? Musk is, oh, with that New yeah. York Times symposium or whatever. It might he, have been. It was a, wow. an audience, and yeah. the audience didn't clap. But he was trying to. He was waiting for the audience to clap uh. and everything, and they didn't. So, and basically, he said, "If X goes down the toilet, so be it." Um, and I thought, boy, if I worked for X, yeah, that would not give me a warm yeah. and fuzzy no, feeling. No, uh, I would start looking at my resume wow. because uh, I don't. I don't know if this. Um, this is working out for him, yeah. and I. Thank God that uh, Oliver Bloom is not a uh, person who's out in the public uh, uh, like that, yeah. uh, just randomly saying things that. Uh, yeah, you uh, know. So, what's, so, what's, so, so back, back, yeah. back to the Cybertruck with originally estimated at forty k that car mm -hmm. that truck was going to come out, and now it's eighty to a hundred k. Yeah, it's got a lot of technology, in it, and I didn't realize it well, was a forty. Remember, it's not it really was, out. Right, it, it had the... it's only ten cars. It had the really... gestation. So are they are they not freaking elephant delivering? I mean, so credit to Johnny Lieberman. I listened to a Spike's podcast today, and he said that they're still a year to a year and a half out. Oh, really? The ten were basically hand built, and they're going to um, uh, the select customers, uh, and they're releasing uh, the fastest, oh. biggest, most expensive model now, just like Porsche does. So this was yeah. essentially like the last scene of the movie Tucker, where they trotted out the cars, and it wasn't a regular production delivery thing these were like so they're still a year out wow okay that's what i heard this morning in a, in a oh. base model will probably be closer but you've got to think that forty thousand is probably not. but even if they were in, this, in the uh available right now yeah. would you would you go and get one i'd i'd like to drive one i'd like i'd like yeah. to drive with that um, steering the steering yeah i'd like to because the bed is very very tiny uh the the back of the bed. Well, you can fit yeah. a go-kart in the back. So. I saw a video where yeah. they compared it to a K-truck like yours. Uh-huh. And the K-truck was actually bigger of a bed as yeah. far as being a pickup truck more yeah. useful. Uh, yeah. I mean, can you fit a go-kart in the back of a K-truck? Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay, My can. bed's pretty big, yeah. Even yeah. though it's a love... you fold the sides down. No, no, no. Right? It's a no? big It's a big bed. Is it really it's that a really wide? Big... Mm -hmm. K-trucks are that wide? Yeah. Okay. yeah. Interesting, yeah. But not the hugest bed, I guess. But... Yeah. So, see, here. here's my take on it. Pickup trucks are so heavy. Electric cars are are so heavy, and manufacturers obviously they have suppliers who can't really change things super quickly, and they have to keep the suppliers happy. Um, their workers and probably use the tooling that they already have, um, and that means that they're building trucks with frames. You know, even electric trucks, and you know, uh, a body. You know, I don't whether it's body on frame or. Unibody. Uh, unibody, I'm yeah. not quite sure, but basically they're, they've been building trucks like that and cars really the same way. And as I've seen videos from Top Gear, and I believe Haggerty had a really good one, Jason Camisa, it doesn't really have a frame in the tra traditional sensor chassis. It's the strength and rigidity of the Cybertruck is the body. Mm -hmm. And that's why it weighs, I think, like a Tesla Roadster less than a Hummer H1, for example. And it just makes you think, like, why did it take Tesla to do the cyber or something like to think outside the box? Yeah, yeah. no, like I said, you know, much respect for it's... being a disruptor. I, do I like how it looks? Yeah. No, but do I like how it's making people think a little bit differently? You're surprised yeah, I, I at the don't... big three. At, at, I mean, well, it's, are it's not just, it's uh, the suppliers. Well, they they can't. They're so, and it's not just the big three. Like even 
I mean, I hate to say it, but when it comes to EVs, um, now I still have to, we still have to learn and see what the Macan EV and, and future ones are. But, you know, Porsche hasn't even been taking, you know, things like chassis design to that level, which they can't. I don't think right. it's a sports car, but it's just. Well, it here's just... the question that I have. I get the whole being an innovator, being a disruptor. But does it really have to disrupt my retinas to the to the extent that it does? I mean, it's not attractive. Look, old man, to you, but maybe little kids like it, or the next generation likes it. It's ugly, likes it. but I I like it yeah, in a see, weird way. Twenty yeah. years it's ugly, younger than me. Like okay. you know? ugly. Let's take something uh, more recent that I think most of us dislike, but I think people are buying them. Is who likes the huge? grills that are in the front of most BMWs. nobody B- Bogdan. he does <laughs> he does he does like it yeah. i know that's our, what i'm saying it's like media specialist likes that he grill. likes that grill <laughs> but uh i don't yeah. know. i mean again yeah i don't know i'm just saying the next generation might like it i'm not saying i like it yeah. but yeah just get Bogdan yeah. in here and yeah. say yeah, right. look gen z <laughs> yeah and then and then they one maybe they don't like just that but they like the whole entire car and they can live with that i guess yeah, i don't know yeah. anyways uh yeah, let's whatever. see uh next story up this one was a little bit sad because it was local to us and um i think it was bethesda maryland but it's something that we always i don't say joke about but you know not a whole lot of people can drive stick shift cars manual cars anymore at least and, thieves and these yeah and in this case uh the thieves in bethesda we're trying to take a Porsche 718. Yeah, so there's yeah. some video where they roll up. So this uh, is a restaurant tour owner going out to his car, getting something from his trunk, and these thieves roll up to him. And thankfully, you don't see it in the camera. At least what's being shared is, unfortunately, he gets pistol whipped, and yep. they take the keys to the car. I think he's knocked out at this point, and um, now they're getting ready to hop in the car and take off in it. Uh, you can tell they're struggling with starting the car because they're probably not pushing the clutch in. And then they try to drive off, and they can't. And so the car remains. Uh, fortunately, the owner of the Boxster is recovering. But, um, yeah, I you know, we hear stuff like this about younger generations and, of course, these. Oh, yeah, you can see but, you stalled it right there if yeah. you watch yeah, YouTube. Yeah, but I've, yep. I've never actually seen a video of it happening. So, yeah. Yeah. So, wow. hopefully, the owner. That's actually recovers. kind of a chilling video. It it's is. Great. And that's it's Bethesda. And is a great argument for dash kind of, cam in your car. Yeah. Great, yeah. Actually, yeah. I was thinking that. I was thinking of Manny because he's a huge uh, uh, proponent of dash cams. And I'm thinking, thank goodness this guy has that because they, yeah. they, you can clearly see the license plate yeah. of the. If the vehicle uh, the wasn't stolen. If the vehicle right? wasn't stolen. No. But at least. What do you think the odds are of that? Yeah. Yeah. So. But, yeah, it's. So, anyways, be careful, okay. everyone. The car was stolen. It was stolen. Was the, uh, SUV. You, you don't do yeah. stuff like that in a car you own. So I guess. brazen, though, huh? Yeah. yeah, and you know, Bethesda is not the. Uh, it's no, it's a nice, nice expensive, area. high, yeah, highbrow area. Don't live in the DC area. Ah, uh, you'd be surprised. There's, there's, there's all these bad, areas that you think are nice. Bad yeah. things are happening wherever you go. Uh, yeah, my, my, my wife sees the list. And, but uh, there's I, a lot of uh, stuff that you don't see. And, uh, no, I, I get that, but Bethesda has the reputation of being a fairly Tony DC suburb, right? Yeah, absolutely. So, but that's yeah. also a right place to go picking for stuff, right? I yeah, I guess it's like who is it? Dylan's or somebody yeah. rob banks because that's where the money is. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, okay, exactly. I get it. All right, Robert, let's throw up the newsletters and remind Letter people to make sure to sign up. 
for eBrake news or Mark Fresh news or performance news, just head over to PCA.org and uh, check out our newsletters. Love to get those out to you. Um, videos, go for it, Damon. Uh, Unstock. We have the Unstock video up right now, um, and uh, we hope you like it. We uh, Manny and Boo took us on a tour of what they felt, you know, and their personal opinions were the coolest Porsches. Um, at Unstock. And... Well, let me let me add to that. Mm -hmm. We we wanted to highlight cool Porsches, mm -hmm. but there were so many. So there were some yeah. people that were commenting, "How come you didn't look at this one or that one?" It wasn't it's because impossible. We, it wasn't yeah. because we didn't like them. It's because honestly, cool Porsches we identified that were within walking distance, so yeah. that we can get this video done, right, yeah. Manny? I mean, there's plenty and of other cars. Preference. No, anyone you fair, want to complain, right? just complain to Vu. I wanted to cover all of them. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Manny wanted go. to do the 914, the 996. No, um, there was uh, a time limit, and uh, um, there were so many. So many. There, so many. Yeah. So, yeah, you saw some. In, oh, if you're watching YouTube, that Cayman, whoever owns so that nice. Cayman, I love that. That car was so like I don't, tastefully set up. Yeah, I couldn't do a splitter like that until I get my driveway repaved at the bottom but well, that shows you how an it. older car you can really transform with mm -hmm. wheels yeah. uh, and getting getting skirts. ideas those oh, wheels look great on that car i don't yeah. know if they'd look good on my car without me and they don't even they're not even huge wheels which i yeah. I love i hate it when people put 22 inch wheels on a 997 i mean yeah. just it just 18s look great 19s yeah. 18s can 19s. look great yeah. like i have 19s but yeah um but yeah so that's the latest video that we have um we have at this point a Tech Tactics Live with Nathan Mers um, has just happened. We're actually filming that as tonight after we record the podcast. And um, if you were watching live, you probably were able to ask Nathan questions. So it's sort of a ask me anything or ask Nathan anything sort of thing. You That's know, a follow-up to from, the recent drop for the, yep, the 993 video. Three video, exactly. So go check it out. It's the, uh, I think it's going to be the per it's gonna be an interesting um, show because uh, it's not really a topic-driven show. But it's uh, a lot of times when we have topics, people are asking questions. Mm -hmm. Well, what about this car in particular? And what about yeah. this car? And now we're devoting we, an we, episode. We have the time where we can answer <laughs> about uh, yeah. uh, certain cars. It's almost like open mic improvisation. How do you say that? Improvisation. 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 So those are uh, what you can look for right now. Um, so as we're recording this, I am downloading and transcoding in my video editor a couple different videos one is the v8 manage versus gt3 and the other i think it'll be an easier edit is uh we had a freelance contributor uh bassin wasef drove the 356 number one at rensport um you know around beach community I, which one the really rich one out there that's like they're all really they're all rich. But this one was even more so um anyway yeah very nice uh area drove it you know in some side streets and it's an opportunity that not many people get so um it's going to be either of those i don't know which but it'll be up at some point you know probably the day after this podcast drops okay and let's not forget the minty fresh 964 oh, yes. one my review that uh that manny got to drive yeah it's um I, i'm surprised no one said yo you can daily drive that no problem yeah. everyone seemed to agree it's oh, that's not, no, that's not, gorgeous. Not a daily driver. Not a daily I mean, driver. Yeah, even I think f a four for um road trip. Like I can see that because like yeah, I'd, I'd probably consider a road trip, but yeah, I wouldn't put myself in. What danger scares me, I think I said in the video, drive is the cage. Yeah, yeah. It's the cage. Yeah, you can't daily drive. If that. it was just well, a roll bar, it'd be one thing, but you hit your head on the bar. Yeah. yeah it's it's well, let's have a Rembo moment here. 
And let's let's yeah. talk about mint green because that's kind of a polarizing color. What what do we I take? love it? I I love it too. I I I love it, but when I say that, would I actually order it on a car? And I don't think so. So I'm not gonna. I would. I love seeing it. I would. But, I yeah. would buy that car. I would. Or that color. You ever see it in a 968? Mm-hmm. Jeff, yeah, yeah. Uh, Jeff yeah. Coase. Yeah. yeah. Yep. But somebody just ordered a. Uh, GT3, I think, mm. in our region in mint mm-hmm. green. Oh, really? Wow. wow. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's funny because I, I think um, Jeff Coe said that the mint green 968s, they built four or five, I think, and they were all press cars, and it was to attra- attract Super attention yeah. Um, yeah. in press releases, but I don't believe they sold a single one or maybe like less than you can count on one that hand. It's a perfect car that. for a, a colorblind person because it looks yeah. great to me. <laughs> Light gray. That looks gray. Yeah. Well, light gray. Yeah. Wow. But it's funny how a color that nobody actually wanted to buy when it was introduced is just it everybody wants works. it now. So yeah. Well, I mean, honestly, it's interior cousin nephrite green. I must know like two or three people now. Yeah. Who are looking for a boxer or a nine nine six with a nephrite green interior? Yeah. And you know that was sale proof when it was new. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. But yeah, mint green. I would totally get that over ruby star for sure. Because well, everybody's buying Ruby Star. I mean, it's well, the even con- before yeah. everybody started yeah. buying Ruby Star. Yeah, it's Ruby the Star. contrarian's <laughs> response to Ruby Star. I think it's cool. Yeah. Um, yep. Didn't getting back to Z3s? Couldn't you get a Z3 in a color that was very similar to that back in the day? I seem to remember seeing. I, like, I think there was. Yeah, I don't remember what the name was called. Yeah, yeah. Well, he, he saw it as light gray, so he yeah, really exactly. Didn't remember. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's get into the news. Uh, what's happening in Leipzig? What is happening? Uh, produced two millionth car. <laughs> oh, I, mean, I was just there like a month and a half ago. Yeah, two million. That's a lot of cars. That's a lot of cars. Yeah, it is. A lot of Porsches out there. And in Leipzig, they do the four doors. Yeah, of course. And uh, it's a much. If you've never been there, it's it's in old East Germany. It's what else a, was built at Leipzig back? Wasn't wasn't, wasn't a, it? a Carrera GT? Carrera GT. I think, or was it 918 Spider? 918 wasn't built there. I thought the Courier GT thought was, the built, GT in was built in yeah. Leipzig. Um, it's a really impressive facility. Yes, it's, just, uh, uh, it's in late October. everything that I think Zuffenhaus wished they could do. They, they, have they, air, do they have land. They have a <laughs> railroad that goes right into it. Uh, yeah. They have air staging area for trucks for their just-in-time deliveries. Mm. It's uh, definitely, um, you know, this time they knew what they were doing. Um, you know, where the old factory, they were starting off as a company back in '48. Um, 49. Um, and people talk about, you know, when they go to Germany and they want to visit, obviously, Stuttgart and the museum in Stuttgart, which is definitely a bucket list. But I would tell people to also put Leipzig as, a, bu- a, as a bucket really list. It has a test track on it. Mm-hmm. If you set up for uh, at least taxi rides where you mm-hmm. get to ride along. Uh, but they made uh, two million cars, and that's pretty uh, impressive. Absolutely. Yeah. And that the building, sort of the upside-down cone um, it's very impressive to be inside that, and they also. That's have not the factory, by the way. Yeah, inside there, that's like the offices, that's and the, uh, museum, yeah. and whatnot. Yeah. And it's sprawling, tons of land, all of which Stuttgart does not have. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And the track is cool too. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Next up, you listed uh, all the things from the what the that oh, what's it called that yearly meeting? The Night of Champions. Night of Champions. Night of Champions. Yeah. So the, the Porsche kind of like. I'm not gonna say ultimatum, but made an announcement that uh, <laughs> this time, this year, they're gonna get serious. <laughs> this year, they're getting serious, and um, it, it's gonna be interesting to see what happens. Um, one of the big things was uh, um, Matt Campbell's leaving IMSA, 
and going to WEC for Porsche. And Dean Cameron, the only American factory driver, which I, I guess I didn't understand why they put him in WEC. I thought he was going to be racing an IMSA when it was first announced. Yeah. He is now going to be racing an IMSA, which will be uh, exciting to see. Um, I, I think I felt bad when we had him. We had all the uh, drivers up there, and he was the only one that hadn't won a race yet. Mm. They all, everyone else had had, had won the ra- won a race because they were in IMSA. So uh, he's a very good driver, and I think he'll do uh, uh, very well for uh, for Porsche. Uh, Daytona is going to be interesting. Yeah, uh, it's going to be. Uh, I think this time, as opposed to last year. They've got a very good uh, fighting chance mm. to maybe win it, especially with uh, said Michael Shank Racing pulled it pulling out. I believe My- the, Meyer Shank or Meyer, Meyer Shank, Shank, yeah. Um, they uh, they uh, pulled out. So interesting. I um, wonder if it had to do with. Uh, I mean, they've done well, but they did have that little cheating scandal yeah, yeah, uh, at Daytona last year. Mm. Yeah, ninety-nine percent sure. That's what I read. With uh, MSR was pulling out. Um, mm. So, anyways, uh, it's going to be um, fun to watch. I don't think WEC Porsche is going to do very well again, unless there's some dramatic changes. With Jay Nelson, there wasn't going to be a whole lot of uh, changes. But now with uh, WEC, you got even more hypercars making the scene. So tougher crowd. Uh, the whole platform is tough against the hypercar. W- you know, with their own um, own electric motor and the uh, so, do you think it's different? If it was kind of in your hands, is it fight for regu- rules change or fight for a different chassis? Well, you know, looking back at history, and we I just reviewed this again for an article I did for Rob and Panorama about the GT one. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the GT one, they originally started with the chassis nine nine three front chassis, and then a nine sixty two rear. And uh, they realized that in order to win, they had to go with a monocoque. Mm. So they changed the whole thing over in 98, and that's when they win Le Mans. Mm. Um, so I think. Now, they did pretty good at Le Mans in 96 and 97. They came in second, and or second and third. Uh, but 98, they went overall, but they also changed over to a whole monocoque. So, so you're saying chassis? Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, I would say. Um, well, how, how do you change chassis? And, and, and the motor. They're all yeah. spec. You know, and I know Multimatic makes something, and then what Delara maybe, yeah. and then and a couple others, but they're all built to a spec. And well, yeah, but if they go to stuff. well, I guess a, a class change. If they go to hypercar, then they're making their uh, own. No. Uh, yeah. I yeah. hope they go to hypercar. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I guess when I was thinking chassis, I was thinking of long. The change the thing. chassis yeah. and then change yeah. the class because yeah. of that. Yeah. Uh, actually, you know, I guess take my words back. They could stay with Multimatic, but they got to change with the uh, with the motor drive. Well, they got to have more more control over that. And we mm-hmm. saw with the nine nineteen what happens when they have control over it right yeah. um i know what they were trying to do the 919 could never be a customer car right yeah this they want to be a customer car but i would think uh it's got to be more successful in wc yeah all right so let's um just mention we you mentioned tech tactics east uh rob earlier and that is uh february 24th and 25th uh registration opens january 17th so uh, keep your eye out on that for eBreak news to so make sure you register. We'd love to see you there. Uh, registration and for Works Reunion Amelia Island opens December twentieth. The event itself is March first, and again, we'd love to see you there. And if we see you out, uh, you know, at these events, uh, let us know if you listen to the podcast because uh, it's kind of cool when we run into folks 
and see that uh, they are supporters of the show. And, you know, we do this for you guys and appreciate all the positive comments. Uh, those of you that are not driving your cars because of, you know, it might be cold or your cars are put away, uh, take a look at PCASimRacing.com. Uh, PCA has a great platform for you to race uh, not only the computer, but, you know, other individuals in the club. Uh, you could be a newbie. You could be an advanced driver. They have all different classes and they have tutorial um, they just recently announced their series 11 so again check out pca sim racing what does that mean is that 11 years of sim racing uh, or? it starts uh series 11 starts december 28th so you if you want to be part of that um i don't personally know exactly how you get into a class for pca sim racing but there's still time to do that just head to pca sim racing.com so, but if you're Pick a newbie, you race against newbies. Yes, yes. there are four you classes. Race against, uh, yeah. Yeah. These guys have been yeah. doing it for. Yeah, mm -hmm. and you want that because you how many it. series are there in a year? You know, like two, three, I somewhere in that. Because two, eleven and twelve are this year. Oh, there's uh, three. 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 Yeah. All right, folks. Anything else before we sign off? We're at the top of the hour. All good. Yeah. Well, thank you for listening. If you aren't currently a PCA member and own a Porsche, just grab your VIN, head over to PCA.org, and we'll set you up. If you're looking for that special Porsche for your driveway, we have the Test Drive program. Again, you can sign up, and we give you access to lots of resources to find your Porsche. Remember to follow podcast Instagram page. See behind-the-scenes photos and videos at Porsche Club Insider, all one word. Again, if you're interested in an insider decal, just send us your address information to podcast at PCA.org. Be sure to give us a like, comment, subscribe. We're headed to 100,000. Can't wait till we get that plaque one day. Um, just uh, remember, you also can subscribe to our newsletters for free. Until next time, stay you know, safe. You know, Boo oh. hits a high seas on Friday. Oh, I do. How much you want to take a bet? That we can sell us nine fourteen by the time he gets back. Stop it! Stop it! <laughs> yeah, right. I sure. If I, I will call Jack. I call sure. Jack up and no. say, "Snap me some photos." Jack, if you're listening, lock it down. Do not he let will these say jokers no get problem. <laughs> All right, folks, take I'm care. Loanne to get me the uh, Manny. Title. Stop! <laughs> stop, Manny. <laughs> All right. Until next time, stay safe, and we'll catch you down the road.